0: Welcome to State Bar of Michigan's On Balance Podcast, where we talk about practice management and lawyer wellness for a thriving law practice with your hosts, Joanne Hathaway and Tish Vincent, here on Legal Talk Network. Take it away, ladies.
1: Hello, and welcome to another edition of the State Bar of Michigan's On Balance Podcast on Legal Talk Network. I'm Robert Mathis of the State Bar of Michigan, sitting in today for your regular hosts, Joanne Hathaway and Tish Vincent. We are live from the State Bar of Michigan's next conference, 2018 in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And joining me today, I have Mr. Tom Rombach and O'Day Merroway. Hello. Tom, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Thanks, Rob. I appreciate you uh, hosting this uh, program. Uh, I am a solo practitioner from Macomb County, and I primarily do trial work. And I'm also a past president of the State Bar Michigan.
3: Uh, I'm O'Day Merway. I uh, run a two-person law firm with my partner, Zach Hallman, in Dearborn, Michigan. Uh, we practice criminal real estate and employment law. And I'm not a past president. <laughs> Yet. Yet.
1: <laughs> so Tom, as a past president, won't you, um, you know, kind of tell us what you think about the uh, next conference? I think this is the second next conference.
2: Yes, in fact, uh, this was a more recent phenomenon than when I was in leadership. Um, It's a rebranding of our State Bar Annual Meeting. And uh, it's a renewed energy. It's also a focus on the future. And we were trying to do and capture this uh, level of uh, energy and engagement from our members when we had the 21st Century Practice Task Force, um, that our members would be looking further into the future, uh, engaging uh, different types of uh, vendors and talking about the future of legal services, servicing our clients, and with a focus of protecting the public here at the State Bar.
3: Awesome. So, O'Day, what is your impression of the uh, Next Conference? Uh, I've been a lawyer for about six years now, and I've come to the, it used to be the annual meeting, now it's the Next Conference, uh, every year. And uh, it's improved every year. I think since that they've rebranded the Next Conference, they've tried to bring in some technological aspects, such as the app that you can use to Uh, check out the schedule and and a myriad of other things and and so it has become much more uh, technologically adept and focused and I think that's something that a lot of attorneys are very interested in Uh, I'd like to see more young attorneys come to these events it's generally uh, very few that I I know that that come to them and uh, it's more the older attorneys but they're very interested in technology the younger one younger attorneys could be too but they're not showing up and I think that that should be a focus uh, for the future is to try to get more young under 35 attorneys to come to the annual meeting, to the next conference. Well,
1: thanks to you for coming for the last six years. (laughs) You're welcome. Tom, so you are the co-chair of the Affordable Committee. You want to tell us a little bit about what the Affordable Committee does? Yes, uh, Rob. um, I'm
2: very proud to be co-chair of the Affordable Legal Services, and our mission there is to try to fulfill the needs of more moderate income earners here in the state as our client base is is primarily dedicated Mm. Uh, to that type of endeavor. Uh, The legal profession has always done exceptionally well, I'd like to think, at servicing Mm. the needs of uh, high-income individuals in in corporate America. Mm. Uh, And we're doing an increasingly better job at servicing the needs of those that are 200% of the poverty line or below because of the funding for our Legal Services Corporation and the uh, tireless efforts of our legal uh, aid practitioners. Uh, but uh, that hourglass shaped in the middle where a family of four making $94,000 a year uh, that may have one or two vital legal needs each and every year, Uh, they don't either perceive or they in fact can't afford a lawyer to address those needs. And in fact, uh, that uh, point of income is beyond our uh, median income earners for our own practitioners. So the fact that Henry Ford who uh, developed the assembly line and with the idea that uh, somebody that works on the line could actually afford their own work product, and that was a true gift to our community. Um, we're not fulfilling that same goal here as lawyers, and, and we're trying to do a better job.
1: So one of the um, goals of the Affordable Legal Services Committee is to increase access to justice for all. And um, you know, one of the projects of the uh, Affordable Committee is the um, limited scope representation. So Dave, would you like to talk about um, some limited scope representation and how you incorporate that into your practice. Well,
3: I haven't been able to incorporate it so much in my practice just yet. I'm still waiting to understand the rules a little bit better. However, I do see a burgeoning future for it. My clients are a lot of the times uh, coming in in that hourglass that uh, Mr. Rambach mentioned. People who don't even realize they can afford an attorney, they know they need one, they know they need help, they know they need answers, but they don't know where to go and they know that if they go to an attorney, they might have to pay $300 just for the consultation. And that's something that, right right along just that they can't afford. So I try to offer them a safe place to come and discuss and and give them advice the best that I can, even if they can't afford me. But uh, I do see a future with a limited scope engagement of providing these limited scope, not providing liability to myself completely, opening myself up to being in a trial just for being a part of a case and trying to help for a limited amount of money. I think it's gonna offer a lot, a lot of utility for hundreds of thousands of people uh, in in the state. So, Tom, you've been involved
1: in limited scope representation, the work for quite some time. So what's your insight on how um, limited scope can um, increase access to justice?
2: I think most importantly, Rob, that we were able to get the Supreme Court to adopt a rule uh, empowering lawyers in our state to be able to take on just a single facet of the case. For instance, in a divorce case, that they could craft the complaint that was uh, otherwise representing themselves, an improper, could bring into the court, or perhaps only a judgment, of divorce. And right now, the rule was, before our court rule was changed, that uh, the lawyer would be in for a penny, in for a pound, that they had to consistently, as O'Day has indicated, represent the client throughout uh, the case. And people couldn't always afford that deluxe type of legal service. So too many people, in fact, 70% of the folks that were in our family law division of our circuit court were representing themselves. And it was an educational mission both to our uh, lawyers that they could offer this additional service and and be uh, essentially a la carte and also to the judiciary to see that there was benefits in Mm. allowing an attorney to come in and only offer a portion of those legal services. We've all long done that with uh, qualified domestic relations orders. That's become essentially a commodity Mm -hmm. uh, where other people outside the profession are offering that at a very uh, affordable price point. Now we're trying to do that with the entire service and and that way people can get through effectively uh, and also uh, uh, fairly through the court system and and that allows folks to get a better deal and and to be treated fairly and, and have the perspective that they were treated fairly and had equal access to the court system.
1: And so uh, the State Bar of Michigan, we have a quadro pro bono program. And so if clients are at 200% or below federal poverty guidelines, then the legal aid program can refer that case to the State Bar. And we have a panel of pro bono attorneys that will uh, prepare those quadros. Before um, this podcast, we were talking about uh, some of your access to justice work Oday I would like to elaborate on, on what you've been doing.
3: Yeah, um, I, I don't want to take any credit, to be honest. It's not me that's that's doing anything. I'm just on a committee, the Access to Justice Committee, in the, with the Detroit Bar Association. And we've been working uh, very vigorously the last uh, couple of months to, uh, well, more than a couple of months, to implement some new systems in place to better identify pro bono opportunities for both uh, big firms and more specifically solo and small firms. Uh, in the past, big firms, of course, have the ability and have the wherewithal to provide pro bono um, services. And solo and small firms do want to, too. I'm part of one and I'd like to provide them and I'd like to help out the community, but I don't know where exactly I can help. And we're trying to give that information out there to as many people as we can through our. Uh, the DBA website. We're creating different forms and means of putting out the word for events. For example, uh, drivers' restoration hearings, mm-hmm. expungement hearings. These types of things can we can, we were creating different functions so that people, uh, lawyers, can give their time and help clients and, and and find clients that are seeking out that kind of pro bono help.
1: And Tom, you want to talk about some of your access to justice work?
3: Well, I think what
2: those days indicated at all levels. Uh, particularly our solo and small practice firms have been able to offer uh, more accessible price points and oftentimes free legal help when we talk about pro bono, uh, kind of out of the kindness of their own hearts. Uh, people come in and have a compelling story and have a need to access the justice system in a way that is more atraditional. And I don't think lawyers are always given the recognition uh, because very few other professions are being called upon to do things for free. I mean, this is the way we support ourselves and support our families and and try to get them in a better place in in which we found them. So uh, even myself, in in preaching this to each and every one of our uh, uh, members, I had to take on uh, some cases myself because I didn't want to be a hypocrite and they've been very rewarding but at times very challenging so I'm in the middle of right now of a parental termination trial area that I haven't traditionally practiced but it's sharpened uh, my trial skills it's it's in a different forum, and uh, I hope to have just the very best outcome for my client and they're depending on me just like they do if, if they are paying me a, a great rate so uh, it's 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 important and this so uh, win for me would be every bit as important as any case i've ever handled.
1: Excellent.
3: It, just to add to that briefly yeah, he's absolutely right it can be absolutely frustrating work pro bono work and and getting recognition as a solar small uh, small firm would increase the uh... Um, the bonus, I guess, at the end, or the cherry on top for for a, it feels good to help. It really does, but at the same time, it's frustrating. So it would be nice to be recognized every once in a while. Not me specifically, but solo and small uh, firms. So you know, so the state bar is looking
1: at um, you know different recognition opportunities and different strategies for recognizing pro bono attorneys. So uh, more information on that in the near future. So those are all my prepared questions. Are there any other comments? that you would like to share um, regarding the issues that we discussed today?
2: Well, I would mention too, uh, Rob, uh, we're trying to roll out that modest means panel. Uh, A lot of uh, uh, people here in our state understand the state bar has a lawyer referral service where they can get uh, an attorney that's particularly attuned to their needs in their own geographic area as well as in the particular practice area. But we're also uh, rolling out a, a, a panel in which the lawyers will assign on to uh, allowing only a $750 retainer and, and $75 an hour. So that would guarantee a potential client uh, 10 hours of legal services to mm-hmm. be used in a particular practice area. And so not only does our cloud CloudLaw ZekeBeak platform now refer you to the best and brightest uh, that we have, Uh, in our state of Michigan to offer of the 46,000 legal professionals that are licensed Mm -hmm. but we also have a platform now that can offer this affordable, more affordable aspect for people's perhaps more routine legal needs and also when they're in crisis uh, that they can reach out and that we won't bar the courthouse doors to somebody that can't uh, afford a traditional payment schedule.
1: So the State Bar's um, Modest Beans panel, currently they accept family law cases. Um, as you mentioned, the 750 retainer, $75 per hour, and also Chapter 7 bankruptcies. Now, if you were an attorney, why would you want to sign up for the uh, Modest Beans panel? If you were talking to an attorney, how would you um, convince them to sign up? Easy, because I
2: think right now the crisis has become is that there's never been a greater need for legal services. Our society become far more complex and far more legally oriented than ever before. So the law is touching each and every aspect of people's lives. Unfortunately, even though we have more lawyers than ever before, the conundrum is that we have greater need. And because of the price points most lawyers need in order to uh, have a an overhead with an office. And, and the, right now, the, the person that cuts my grass is making more than the imputed wage for court-appointed lawyers. And the fact is that we have to more match that up. So right now, we have a lot of lawyers that are um, underemployed and unemployed. And there's a whole lot of legal talent on the shelf. And there's folks that are trying to build a practice and trying to get a foothold. And we need to match that legal need up with the people that are able to fill that legal need and that's why a lawyer should sign up for this to supplement the the folks that they are normally servicing and to augment those because a lot of these folks may come in on a modest means uh, manner but then as they advance in their careers or they're more fortunate to get back in the employment market Mm. Um, Or they have friends, too, that that have distinct legal needs, and maybe those needs can be handled on a contingent fee basis where you wouldn't need to put any of the money down at all. And and then the lawyer could get that out of the uh, settlement or or trial verdict and and take the money out of the back end. And a lot of people are seeking that type of help. So you can grow a practice by doing this, and, again, you can hone your trial skills just as I'm doing uh, in a pro bono case.
1: Well, we are running low in time. So before I uh, close out this podcast, um, I have one more question of each of you. If one of our listeners wanted to follow up, what's your contact information, Tom? How can they get in touch with you?
2: Well, I practice primarily in Macomb County, and uh, my number being 586-725-3000. And uh, since the advent of the Internet, I've had the same email address, Uh, Tom Rombach, just like my name, T-O-M-R-O-M-B-A-C-H, at AOL.com.
3: no, Dave. Really, you'd probably want to look up, if you want to look up the access to justice uh, stuff that I spoke about, the Detroit Bar Association website, you can Google that and all the information's on there. If you want to reach me, my website is M-H-A-T-Law.com, and our phone number is 313-582-7469. And if
2: I mention, Rob, too, is that a lot of the legal resources are on our State Bar website, which is mishbar.org.
1: Thank you. Yes, thank you.
2: M-I-C-H-B-A-R.org.
1: <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for this program. Uh, thank you, Mr. Tom Rombach and Day Um Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. I also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard today, please rate us in Apple Podcasts. I'm Robert Mathis of the State Bar of Michigan. We'll see you next time for another episode of the State Bar of Michigan's On Balance podcast on Legal Talk Network.
0: Thank you for listening to the State Bar of Michigan On Balance podcast. Brought to you by the State Bar of Michigan and produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about today's show, please visit legaltalknetwork.com. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts and RSS. Find the State Bar of Michigan and Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Or download Legal Talk Network's free app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by Legal Talk Network or the State Bar of Michigan